Okay, so this week's parsha is Parshas Kisavai. And in Perakhavel, Pasuk Yudches and Pasuk Yudtes are what we're going to focus on. And we're going to see the details of the Pasuk and of Rashi. We're going to learn so much just from the words of the Pasuk, of the Psukim. So in Pasuk Yudches, it says as follows. And Hashem has distinguished you today. To be for him a treasured people. As he spoke to you. And to observe all his commandments. And then in the next Pasuk, it says as follows. And to make you supreme over all the nations, Asherasa that he made, for praise, for renown, and for splendor. And so you will be a holy people to Hashem, your God, as he spoke. Okay. Every Pasuk in the Torah is like this. I know, but some are more like, you know. Oh, 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 oh you mean without regard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is packed with, with lessons. It's incredible. So if I was to summarize Pasuk Yud Ches in two words, Pasuk Yud Ches is talking about Am Segula. We are a treasured nation. And Pasuk Yutas, if I was to summarize it in two words, taking the words straight from the Pasuk, is Am Kadesh, you are a holy nation. Now, if you go into Rashi, on the bottom, on the bottom very, very interesting. Rashi 18, it's the last line of Rashi on this, in the English Chumash here. Kasher di Berlach, as he spoke to you, V'yisem li segula, you will be a treasure to me. So Rashi is saying, you're going to be a, a treasured nation, like Hashem already told you. Where did Hashem tell you? If you go to Parshas Yisrael, before the giving of the Torah, Hashem already said it over there, and it gives you, the Yisami Skula, it repeats, it gives you the exact source, you will be a treasure to me, and you see five, six, the little note over there, where is it coming from? Exodus 19.5, which is Yisrael. Okay? And when it comes to the next Pasuk, where it says, when it speaks about a holy nation, what does Rashi say? So 19, Rashi 19, that you will be a holy people, etc. as he spoke. And he gives you a proof. And he says, when, what, what, Hashem already told you that you're going to be a holy nation. Where did Hashem tell you going to be a holy nation? You shall be holy for me. He tells you we're like we're we're in the past has Hashem said this, and if you look, what's the source of that? That's Leviticus twenty twenty six, which is a different source. It's from Parshas Kedoshim, at the end of Parshas Kedoshim, and that's the source that Rashi brings. Okay, so guess what? If you go to 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 Parshas Yisrael where it speaks about Hashem telling the Yidin that you're going to be a treasured nation, 
immediately following that, there's a songs about it. Immediately after after that, immediately after Hashem says, you're my treasured nation, Hashem says that you're going to be a mamlachas kayanim, a kingdom of priests, v'goy kadesh, and a holy nation. So if in Parshas Yisrael, it speaks about that we're a treasured nation and a holy nation, why is Rashi kind of finding a different source for, oh, when did Hashem tell you you're going to be a holy nation? Oh, that's in, from Parshas Kedashim. Why won't he take from Parshas Yisrael where we're speaking about the treasure nation? In Parshas Yisrael, it speaks about a treasure nation and a holy nation. Here it speaks about a treasure nation and a holy nation. Why does is Rashi pulling away from, from Parshas Yisrael and finding a different source for to tell you what that Hashem already told you, you're going to be a holy nation. We're in Parshas Kedashim. Now, Rashi had three options. A, he could have given you the proof from Yisrael. Over there in Yisrael, it says that you should be a holy nation. B, at, B, um, at the end of Parshas Shmini, it also says be holy. And three, in the beginning of Parshas Kedashim, it says be holy. So he had, Rashi had three other chances, three other proofs, three other times where the Torah mentions be holy before this time, the end of Parshas Kedashim. And Rashi specifically choosing the fourth time it says in the Torah to tell you, oh, this is where Hashem said you should be a holy nation. So that's, that's you know, that's just one, one of the questions. Okay. So the answer is, from one word in the Pasuk, we're going to find the answer. If you look at, if you look at Pasuk Yudches, it's actually two letters. A two-lettered word in Pasuk Yudches is going to give you the key to this whole answer. You want to try to find it? A two-lettered word in, 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 in Pasuk Yudches, loch. Two-letter word, lach, that's going to give the answer. That's going to be the key for the answer. In Pasuk Yudches, it says, Kasher diber lach, as Hashem spoke to you. Okay. And in Pasuk Yudches, it just says, as he spoke. Now, we're supposed to, the English translation is wonderful and great, but kasher di berloch, in Chumash Bereshis, we already learn, here it's translating it um, as he spoke to you. But in, in Rashi, in Chumash Bereshis, it says that every time it says loch, as he spoke to you, it's not as he spoke to you. It means as he spoke about you. So in Pasuk Yud Ches, in Pasuk Yud Ches is all, it's a promise. You are going to forever be a treasured nation to me. And there's nothing that you have to do about it. Kasher di berlach, Hashem spoke about you. It's not to you, but it's Hashem spoke about you. The literal translation is that Hashem spoke to you, but it, it, it means that Hashem spoke about you. 
versus Pasukutas, where it says, Kasher Diber, Hashem spoke. This is an instruction, a direct instruction to the Yidin. So in Pasuk Yudches, it's a promise, nothing to do with, you don't have to do anything. And Pasuk Yudches is, it's an instruction, you have to do something, you have to make it happen. Okay. Okay, so what's going on here? And one more, one more um, detail that I want to bring out is that it, when Ra Rashi's Dibor Hamaschal, the words that, that Rashi highlights to come and bring his, his explanation on are very, very important. If you look at, if you look at Pasuk Yudches, the caption, the, what he highlights is, Kasher Dibor Lach, as he spoke to you. The caption for 19, for Pasuk Yudches is, he doesn't just say kasher diber, but he prefaces it and he says, am kadesh the, emphasis is, the emphasis is on the word that you will be. Here, the, because of this word, because of this letter, this proves that this is a call for action. And that's why his that's why the, the the title, what Rashi highlights is longer. He's adding this piece. He's not just saying the Diber part, Kashar Diber Lach or Kashar Diber, but he's adding this word of Liyaischa, because the Cha is very, very important here. This is Pasikyutas is a call to action, while Pasikyutchas is a promise. Okay, so what what is going on here. Okay, I'm, okay. so let's look at the flow. We know that Pasuket Chas is a promise, right? Hashem says, Hashem chose you, Hashem distinguished you from other nations, you're going to be chosen, you're going to be his treasure, like Hashem said. And to fulfill all his commandments. Now, to fulfill all of his commandments, what is that? That's action, right? And then the next pasuk, which is all about instruction, right? What does it say? Ulisitcha that Hashem, what's that? It's telling me what Hashem is going to do. That Hashem is going to make you supreme over all the nations that he made for praise, for renown, and for splendor. So it's seemingly it's what Hashem is going to do. And then it says, and so that you will be a holy people, which we said is a call to action. So seemingly, there's a little bit of a mix-up over here. Let's put in one pasuk all the stuff that Hashem promises that we don't have to do, that come automatic. And then the next pasuk speak about uh, that we should fulfill all these mitzvahs and that we should be holy. Why is it like, it seems like the ping pong over here. You're telling the promise, then you're, that we're cho chosen nation, that we're treasure nation. Then you tell us fulfill all the, his mitzvahs. Then you go back and you say, oh, that Hashem is going to raise us above all the nations. And then you go back and say, you have a, you have an instruction that you have to be a holy nation. So it's a little bit like flip-flopping over here. What's going on? Okay. So it's incredible. Like, you know, you could just read it. It's beautiful psukim. But if you if you take it with a magnifying glass, there's we, we just asked a bunch of questions. And there's a bunch more questions that, you know, that 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 the rabbi asks on these on these psukim. This is just, you know, the ones that are are, are very 
you know, that I could remember off the top of my head. Okay. So. Okay. So what's going on here? A king, the, uh, the, the Torah brings a parable, a mushal of a king. A king, perfect for Elul. And for Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is all about crowning Hashem as our king. And Hashem is in the field, answers all of our requests. Um, a king has two types of treasures. There are treasures that he needs to run his country, right? To just the everyday operation of the, what the people need. Then there are treasures that are hidden in a vault. They're locked up. No one could see it. But he knows it's there. He knows it's there. Not only does he know it's, it's there, he takes the pleasure of going into his treasury room or opening up the vault and just looking at, touching, feeling, enjoying the sparkling gems. But he's the only one that has access to it. No one else sees it. No one else could touch it. It's it's only it's only for the king. Now, so as we said, some of the jewels you could take a jewel and put it in the king's crown. You could put it in the king's ring. That's for display for everyone to see. Or maybe it'll make the people be afraid of you of the king. That's for the you know that's for everyone to see. But there are treasures that no one's going to see. And that is what we are compared to. The Jewish people are Hashem's treasure, not the one that's on display in the king's crown, but rather we're the treasure that's locked up in the vault from hidden. And you know what? It may never come out. It may never come out. It may just be there and we'll know we'll ever see it. Then there could be a case of an emergency where the, the, we're the, the, there's an enemy and there's a war effort. And then at that point, the king opens us up, the king opens up his treasury, and there are gems there and precious stones that could be seen there for generations. And the king just opens it up and literally, like, it's almost like wasteful, like pours it onto the streets just to be able for the to, you know, to win the war. So so you know, it could be that it could come out, but it could be hidden away. No one will ever see it. No one will ever, no one will ever uh, be able to enjoy it, look at it, touch it, anything like that. Okay. So, okay. So those gems that only the king could see, that he, only he could enjoy these shimmering gems, this is not the gems for the people, for the nation, for someone else, for another purpose they may never be used. And you could say, what's the purpose of a gem sitting in a vault? Never seen, never used, right? But, but those gems elevate the king in the most internal and personal way. It's not for anybody else. It just, when the king is looking at these, at these gems, touching them, feeling them, enjoying them, and he knows that no one else has access to it, it reminds him how special he is. It reminds him that he's a king. No one else has access to this but, but, but me. It, it, and it's not for any other purpose. It's not to help anybody. It's not to, to, it's not to, to pay for, 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 uh, for anything, for, to, for the people. 
It's just for the king's personal pleasure. That's it. There's no, there's no ulterior motive. There's no other purpose. Just it exists just for the pleasure of the king. Um. So we what? Yes, it, this is all of us sitting here. We're the treasure. So all the other nations of the world, they are here for a purpose. They are here with seven Noahide laws. They are here for the per, for, you know for, for the purpose of serving the Jewish people. It may not be apparent right now, but they're here to 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 live, to keep these seven mitzvahs and to make this world a moral place for everything that they do and everything that they're here for is is not for their own sake, but it's for an, an, another purpose. It's for the purpose of why was the world created? In the beginning of Chumash Bereshis, Beis Rashis, for two things, for the Taira and for the Yidin. So that's the, pur the purpose of creation is for the Taira and for the Yidin. Everything else is to serve that. But the Jews are different. We're not created in order for so that something else, you know, at our core, a Jew, his purpose is just to be Hashem's treasure. End of story. Before Taira, before mitzvahs, just the existence of a Jewish person is giving Hashem pleasure much, much more than the pleasure that a king will get from sitting in his treasury and, 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 and feeling and enjoying and looking at and touching his shimmering diamonds. What does that connect to the questions you asked before? What are promises and the actions for the law? How does this connect? So we are Hashem's treasure. It's a promise that we're Hashem's treasure okay. without having to do anything. It's not a call to action. You don't have to do anything. You give birth to, 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 to a Jewish child. You, you, you gave Hashem, you gave Hashem right. incredible pleasure. There's and the, the, there's the um Chabad Rebetzin, who I'm in touch with in, in, in France. She's asked me which teach which teaching she, you know, she asked me which teaching I'm doing. She wanted to, you know, she was also debating. She said, Oh, the the one about the gates really spoke to her. Um, but the the one about the gate is really about last week's parsha because the way, just the way the project is, is that it's a one teaching from last week's parasha, one, one teaching from this week's parasha. And she said, oh, I might speak to my teachers. She's a principal of the school. So I said to her, I didn't really learn the other one about the gate, but this is a great, this is great for teachers to know the value of your students before they do anything. Realize Realize what you have. I'm saying when you send your kid to yeshiva, whichever yeshiva, whichever age, however hard it is to get in, but you, you want the teacher to, to, to realize, this is my treasure. This is my diamonds. This is my, you know, how, you know, how many, how much we invest into, into our kids. They are our, they're, they're our most precious possessions. It says in Hayyam Yem that a, Jew, a Jewish person's wealth is not, is not money, but it's, it's, it's Jewish children that go in the, that go in the, in the right way. So these are our treasures, and if uh, we we hope 
our, our, our greatest hope on the first week of school or, you know, that, that, that the teachers, the principals, the administration will see our children as, as, as our treasures. Cause that's really what they are, Amen. you know, and, 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 and I each have a visual, like taking you to the schools and, and you speaking, I don't know why that's <laughs> I would take you everywhere. No, no I'm saying right, in, this, true. this whole thing is backwards that I have to <laughs> beg on my hands and knees for the school to take my kids. If I offered you a diamond, would you say, oh, uh, um, um, call me back, call me back in three months. I'll see if I have space in my, in my, in my, in my, my treasure box for you. You know what I'm saying? But if, if, if we saw, if, if we saw the children for who they are, if, if that's just, it's just the pleasure of that Hashem gets just from this Jewish child being on this earth. You know, and, and, and the lesson the Rebbe brings down this lesson at the end, the Rebbe says, this is, it teaches us, this, the, the lesson here, here is all about Abbas Yisrael to love another Jew. And we're coming to Chai Elo. Chai Elo is the birthday of the Baal Shem Tev and Alter Rebbe. The whole, the, the whole um, um, mission of the, of the, of the Baal Shem Tev was to, to bridge the gap between the great Torah scholars and the shoemakers and the tailors, the simple yeah. Jews, and to show that their Tehillim, the preciousness of the Tehillim of, 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 of someone, who, of a Jew who only knows how to read dearly. You know, so 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 to to push it to see to see the the treasure and the value of every Jew and the, there's a very very famous story of the Rebbe. The Rebbe was already you know a very older age, and Rebbe would stand for hours and distribute dollars to people on Sundays. And and a woman came to the Rebbe and she said, "How do you have kayach? You're 80, 90 years old to stand on your feet for five six hours every Sunday and give out dollars. How do you not get tired? At least sit down." And the Rebbe said, when you're counting diamonds, you don't get tired. The Rebbe saw, the Rebbe truly saw the diamond inside of us. The Rebbe truly believed in us. The Rebbe saw our infinite power. And, and, and he had no problem standing for five, six hours giving, giving dollars because, because he, he saw that. So we have to see it. The teachers have to see it. You have to see it in our, uh, we have to, you know, and, and, and not every day is an easy day. Especially, you know, two, three weeks of vacation when everyone's <laughs> home, whatever it is. But to, to be able to to look at this child and That's say, you know what? <laughs> you know what? This 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 child this child is 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 without before it's not he's valuable because he's making brachas and doing mitzvahs and davening, whatever it is. He's valuable just because just his existence. Period. End of story. Okay. And a proof how we know this is that when Hashem created the world, before Hashem created the world, it says that Hashem consulted with the souls of tzaddikim about whether he should create the world or not. So the souls of tzaddikim existed before creation. Why did they exist? There wasn't a world. There was no Torah. There was no mitzvahs. What, 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 why, why were there neshamas? So that proves... That the neshama is the Jews, uh, who the Jews we we didn't we weren't created in order to, it wasn't for another purpose. Just a king has treasures, we're Hashem's treasures for no other for, for no other purpose. Just just that and that's what Pasuk Yutches is 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 speaking about, and therefore, because we are Hashem's treasures. And because we are so connected to Hashem, 
These are the treasures that no one else sees. There's no, there's no benefit to anyone or anything other than Hashem. So we're, we're, we're so connected to Hashem. We're so one with Hashem. Our existence is only, is only just because it gives Hashem pleasure. And since we're so connected to Hashem, and Hashem and His will are one, we are, therefore, what does the Pasuk say? Automatically, therefore, Velishmar call mitzvah Therefore, we we are there can't be any other way other than that we should keep all of his mitzvahs. It's automatic. Because if we're so connected to Hashem and Hashem and his will are one, then automatically we want to fulfill all of his mitzvahs. And we're not counting mitzvahs. We're not counting all of the mitzvahs. Hashem, whatever you want. Whatever is your will is my will. There's no limitation. There's no boundaries. There's nothing that I can't do. There's nothing that's too hard. Call them mitzvahs of. All of it, whatever you, Hashem, whatever you want, whatever you want me to do. It says if Hashem would tell us to chop trees, we chop trees. It does not have a purpose. It does not have nothing. We could do all of Hashem's mitzvahs because we're, we're so connected to Hashem. Hashem is infinite. We are infinite. Hashem has no reason for being here. We have no reason for being here. We just just are being here. We don't need any other anything else. Just our existence itself is pleasurable to Hashem. It's not for a, we're not a means to an end. Of course, we have to make a, a dwelling place for Hashem. But that's that step two. At our core, at our core, we are one with Hashem, and therefore, call mitzvahsav. All of Hashem's mitzvahs. Is 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 part of this pasuk? We're we're, we're your we're your treasure, and therefore your will is my will. Your will is my will. It's not it's not it's, it, we're not, it's not even a call to action. It's just it's just so intrinsic. It's just so part of us. Um, someone who cherishes you, someone who truly cherishes you, like 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 the most amazing treasure, their will is your will. There's no effort here. It's not it's not it's not it's not a chore. You you want to from the deepest part of you to 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 to, to fulfill their will because 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 they cherish you because they cherish you so much. Well, so why did you throw us such a monkey wrench last week about effort and struggles? Ooh. Okay. I don't know if I was I was like should I throw it at you? No, absolutely. <laughs> Everything is true. Everything is true depends on which level. This level. Say more. Same war, same everything. This is like the foundation, very foundational. This is like a core. This is the core. This is the core. Now, the next pasuk is how it plays out in real life. Our relationship with Hashem there's two is is twofold. It's twofold. We are we we are Hashem's most greatest treasure, and we give Hashem tremendous pleasure. And 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 we are those gems. We are those gems that are locked away in the vault. But then, then sometimes, sometimes there's an enemy. There's a Yetzirah. There's a world that we have to contend with. We have to come down to this physical, practical world. And 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 and, and then when there's a when the, when there's a war, right? When there's a war, the 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 gems they 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 they, they the the gems are used. 
yeah, there's a there's a mission, there's a struggle. There's the struggle when, when when the struggle comes, then the king has no choice but to open up the vault and to spill out the treasures, and the treasures are used to fight to to fight to, to fight the war. We come down here and there's a war, and we have to fight it, and we have to keep to the, the mitzvahs, and there's a struggle. They're both true. They're both true. Those treasures, they're hidden in the vault. That's who we are. Sometimes those treasures have to come out, and 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 we also have we also have a call to action. It's two it's two things that are true at the same time. It's not one or the other. It's both. At our core, we are the treasures in Hashem's vault. Vault, and then when we come down into this world, when we come down to this world, the, 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 um um in a practical sense, there's a war to fight. There's a mission to do. There is a call to action. You know what's coming to me? Like a mother that's like overdue and the baby's in the, that's like a place of like the treasure, you know, like child, you know, like when a kid is overdue and the mother's like losing her brain. <laughs> if we, I know this is what's coming to me, like reframing, like it's like, it's a good place for the child because the child is in, in, in that space of like, just being in, in treasure, like the whole reframing piece there. Yeah, the, 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 you get what I'm saying? The There's waiting, the anticipation. Yeah. We're, 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 we're dying for you to come already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, that twisted plot of like, yeah, it's. And then they're, they in a they're, yeah. they're in a good place. And then they yeah. nude you to come out. Yeah. So it doesn't so come I just, right. I don't know if that's what just came. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. So I'm saying I'm, there, there are those moments. Right. There are those moments. Maybe when they're sleeping, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that they're so angelic yeah. and you like, you could eat them up. And then there are times where you, you know, you, 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 you know, you're, 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 you don't, and then there are times that on the surface, that extreme treasure, love, whatever, whatever, fill in the blank is not so apparent. Okay. The, the, the kid just right. smashed a, a beautiful, you know, a, a, a beautiful vase or whatever yeah. it is, you know, and then, and then the, 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 the treasure part is not so, is you know, you have to work a little harder to, to bring it to the surface. I'm saying there's, there's, there's the, the essence of it. And then there's the day-to-day, -day, there's the day-to-day -day life. Um, and they're both, it's, it's what, what, what what level are you talking about? What, what what are you talking about? Are you talking about our core, or you know, or are you talking about how how the, how the war plays out in this when 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 we're here? We are our children are the most precious. Are, are it's as a parent, our children are the most precious thing when we take the time to think about it. But but sometimes when we're on the phone or when we have a job. And the kids pulling the, the kids pulling your, your skirt, and you say one minute or like can't you wait or you know and and, and you're not prioritizing your child at that moment. Yeah. Should you be? Yes, you know. But 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 practically speaking, not not always, not always. Do do, do we have the strength to, to 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 do that? There are distractions. There are other things that 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 come in the way. And yes, this world is a struggle, and we don't always put our family first i saw a meme yesterday do you want to change the world go home and help your family you know like so so sometimes we think if i'm in the world i have a career i could da, 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 who knows what i could do and and sometimes our our children are are, are not we don't put them first always should we yes but but um when she asked i don't know where to place our priorities you told her Go to the one who needs you the most. Yeah. 
Wow, I don't even, I don't even remember yeah, that conversation. Because yeah, yeah. I use that somewhat too much. Wow. I have a, another yeah. question. What if the husband is involved and the kid, who, who do you, who's your treasure first? Who do you go to first, the kid or the ah, Ooh, That's a good one. Good one. So the, 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 the kid just said the husband comes first. And then you can ask the question. Jealous. And then ask the question even more. What comes first, you or your children? Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't even going movies? down there, but yeah, we can explore that. So too. so what do they tell you on the plane, right? They, they, they tell you put the mask on yourself first. Right. And then on your child. Right. You have to be emotionally healthy. If you never take the time for yourself for anything. That's why some people um, work. They might work because they need it for their own sanity. Right. Right. It's not that they not have to have their life. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. they just... you, you, you have to be emotionally healthy in order to in order to take care of your family. So um um I, I remember vaguely, I think it was from my aunt. She said, you know, the morning in the morning, the kids come knocking on the door, mommy, mommy, we need you. What are you doing? And the mother replies, I'm making a mommy for you. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm getting I'm you know I'm I'm preparing to be a mommy. If, if it means I have to dive in, if it means I have to do my exercise, it means I have to get dressed, it means I have to take a shower, it means I have to go to the bathroom, whatever it is. I'm preparing the mommy for you. Very nice. Very nice. It doesn't mean that every single second I have to be there for every clutch. Right. <laughs> but you know, and it doesn't mean that that, that we you know sometimes we have to let go. But, but we have to we have we, we have to be able to to be a person in order to give. Right. You have we to have to what to give. You have to say about the mother going to the bathroom like that's the hardest part when you kids are whatever. I was ten years old and knocking on the door to the bathroom and it goes if you I give my sister a haircut if you didn't cut her ear go away <laughs> I cut her ear. <laughs> <laughs> her ear and that's why I yeah, I did. I put her hair this way, and I just cut her hair. Oh my gosh! Oh my oh, gosh! Oh my gosh! Stayed on oh. her. You know what I mean? Oh. Like it doesn't go back, and it's. Um... At ten years old, you cut hair. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you know, yeah. 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 But I was just like, wow. Well, you know, the kid itself cuts. Cuts his own hair. Yeah. If there's no blood, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> just a joke <laughs> okay um okay so that is how we are at our source now we're going to talk a little bit about how we are in this real world okay and i'm putting real in in quotes because you know the the, the truth is that's the, that's the core that's the real thing but how how does this play out in the in, in the in in this world okay so what's happening here, very interesting. When it comes to, when it comes to speaking about being holy, the reason why Rashi is taking the proof from the fourth place that he can is because specifically in the fourth place is where it speaks about being a holy nation, specifically a nation. A lot of times, the previous times, Hashem is talking about, you be holy as an individual. But here is a call to action to be holy as a nation. Not just worry about yourself, but the whole nation has to work together to be holy as a nation. 
and it says, Am Kaddish, Vliyoischa, call to action, you should be Am Kaddish. You have to worry and make sure that not just you're holy, that everyone's holy. Someone reached out to me yesterday, she asked me for advice. She said, she, um, she said, what should I do? My 10-year-old son is going to yeshiva and over there he's learning bad language. And, and my son says, well, if you don't like a bad language, then don't send me to this yeshiva. This is what the, this is what the child says to the mother. But we have to turn things around. You have to turn, turn things around and say, and say, no, it's not just about you having a good language. It's about you influencing your friends. And I said to her, I, I said to her, I'm Kaddish. I said to her, we have to be, we have to be a whole nation. We, we have to teach our children. We have to teach, forget about, besides that, we have to see our children as treasures. And the teachers have to see ourselves as treasures. The kids have to see themselves as treasures. If you know that you're Hashem's most precious treasure, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna use bad language? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If you realize who you are, that just your existence is giving Hashem pleasure, why would you, why, why it, 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 it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. To, 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 what, are you, what are you doing? Why? What's the purpose? What, what are you doing to speak bad language? So, so to, to empower our children, not just you be good, you be the goody-goody of your class. No, the whole vibe, the whole atmosphere should be one of, wow, Hashem chose us from, from everybody else. And we're going to see what that means, that, that, that everyone else is here. Everything is here for a purpose. The fact that there's a plant, the, 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 a tree. A tree is not here just because, just because, I, 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 just because there, there needs to be a tree. A tree is here so that it could give shade, so that it could give fruit, so that it could... Everything is here for a reason. The only thing that's not here, that, that, that essentially is here just because, is, is the Jewish people. There's nothing else. We're the only ones that came from Hashem's thought. We come from Hashem's speech. We have Hashem's thought. We're, we're, we're one with Hashem. So when a child realizes the infinite value, that, that he, the, the, his infinity, his infinity, he's literally, he, he can do anything. Call mitzvah, what, what, we call mitzvah, you can keep all the mitzvahs. You, you, you're, you're such a high, it's, it's not classy. It's not classy for you to, 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 to speak that way. So to, to literally to impart that to the children, how special you are. If you know how special you are, then 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 what, what is this behavior? That you're behaving like 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 any other nation that could just whatever, any whim, any whatever I feel like, I want the, I, I want this and therefore I'll hit to get it. I mean, no, we're, we're in a different class. We're this is not this is we're we're, we're royalty. Okay. Um so therefore it's specifically bringing this proof um that we should be a holy nation um, it, um that's where Rashi's bringing this proof because in Kedashim the end of Kedashim is where Hashem is speaking also about a holy nation okay now everything else that it says in this pasuk before what does it say that Hashem is going to make you supreme over all the nations that he that, that he made that right for praise for renown and for splendor guess what Guess what? Guess what? In the Haftairah of this parsha, it's incredible. It's incredible what it says. So I, I didn't print it out, but but if you if you look at the Haftairah, in Pasuk Yud Beis, in Pasuk Yud Beis of this week's Haftairah, 
if we're saying that this verse, verse 19 is an instruction, it's an instruction for us, and guess what? It's an instruction for all the nations of the world as well, which Hashem is going to make us, um, um, raise us above them. And what does it say? The Aftairah is on page 412 in this particular Chomish. And verse 12 says, for the nation and the kingdom that will not serve you shall be lost and the nations utterly destroyed. Could you believe that? This is this Haftira is talking about the times of Mashiach because we're still in the seven weeks of comfort after Tishbab. There's seven weeks so the Haftira is Haftiras of comfort. And Hashem, and Hashem is telling you what's going when Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, you always ask, what's going to be with all the other nations of the world? Very simple. It says it right here. For the nation and the kingdom that will not serve you shall be lost and the nation utterly destroyed, which means when Mashiach comes, if there's a nation that says, I don't want to serve the Jews, they are going to be destroyed. You could ask, destroyed? I mean, that's a little bit, you know, fanatic over here. What do you mean destroyed? What did they do wrong? If you want to tell me the nations have seven Noahide laws and they don't want to fulfill their seven laws about being moral, so yeah, they should be destroyed. But they should be destroyed just because they don't want to serve the Jews? Ah, so this is it. This is an instruction to the to, to the other nations. Your whole purpose is to serve the Jews. If you're not doing your purpose, there's no purpose for you to be here. And then you could be destroyed. So that's why it's in this Pasuk. When, when Hashem says, and to, to make you supreme over all the nations that he made, why is it in this Pasuk? Because it's also an instruction it's also an instruction to the other nations that they are here to serve us, whether they see it clearly right now or not. It will become apparent when Mashiach comes. But but, but we the, the, we are the chosen people, and and we are supreme over all of them. And what do we need to do? We need to be holy. It's a call to action. All the nations eat. They all sleep. They all do things for entertainment. We also eat and sleep and do things for entertainment. But we have to be holy in how we do it. We eat in order to serve Hashem. We sleep to have energy to serve Hashem. We have entertainment for emotional health that we should be able to rejuvenate ourselves to serve Hashem. It's a whole, it's a whole different, it's it's a whole different ball game. Why why does the 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 the, the non-Jews um there's a story there's a story. I don't remember all the details, but they, they, they drink today, they eat today, and, and they make money so that tomorrow they can eat and drink again. It's, 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 there's no, there, there's, it's not about serving, it's not about serving a, a creator. It's about serving themselves. And, and for us, it's not about just happiness, just to be happy. It's our purpose is, is, is to be holy. And, it's a, and we have to act holy. But how do we act holy? By doing, by by actually fulfilling Hashem's commandments, and 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 by acting, by being a light unto the nations, which also is in this week's Haftarah that we should be a light unto the nations. Um, okay.
And the difference between the Yidin and the Goyim, the fact that the Yidin have 613 mitzvahs and the Goyim have seven, it's not just a difference in, in, in an amount, in, in quantity. It's in quality, of course. The people who are limited, you could only give them a certain amount of mitzvahs to do, and that's it. They're limited. You can only give them a certain amount. But for the Yidin, because we're unlimited, because we're infinite, Therefore, we have so many, so many more mitzvahs, and not just in quantity, but in quality. It's a whole different story that even if th th that that we're so connected, we're so connected that it's not just I'm doing it, I'm doing it be, be, because I have to do it, but rather kedushim. I, 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 the same. I, I'm not just doing the mitzvahs, but I'm making myself holy. That means to to the the ice cream is kosher. If I eat the ice cream. Then, then I didn't do anything wrong. But it's not just about doing the right thing. It's about being holy. It's 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 going the next to the next level. It's the doing the doing what Hashem wants, doing what Hashem wants in, a, in an infinite, most beautiful, holy manner. Because because we're, we're, we because we're infinite. So we can have an infinite amount of mitzvahs, and we're not and we're unlimited. Okay. Now, this is a beautiful, beautiful teaching. Now we're going to talk about Tanya for a few minutes. What is it talking about in Tanya? Seemingly, no connection. It's telling you that if you're davening, and in the middle of davening you have bad thoughts, machshava zara, a negative, a, a negative thought, to do something wrong or or just strange thoughts that come to you in the middle of davening. So remember, the, all these all these prakam of Tanya are all like to get you emotionally healthy. To tell to so you would that don't be sad, don't be sad about it, because sadness is just going to pull you down and cause you to. And, and once you're sad, then you need to do something to feel good. And then the thing that you do to feel good is even worse than the reason that you were sad in the first place and that whole vicious cycle. So the situation in this chapter, Tanya, is that you're feeling sad because you had a negative thought or distracting thought in the middle of the evening. That's what the, that's what the, the, the chapter is addressing. And there's different ways of well, how, how do you deal with it? So... The, the answer, what to do, is to ignore the distracting thought and just try to dive in with even more kavana. Don't touch it. Don't deal with it. Don't have a conversation with it. Um, ignore it. That is the go-to. That is the go-to um, tool for how to deal with distractions during davening. Now, the balshemtev. And, and the Atrap says, don't make the mistake because the Baal Shem Tev says that if you have a distracting thought, face it, deal with it, find its source and, 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 um, and you should confront it. So Atrap says, don't do that because when the Baal Shem Tev was talking about that, he was talking about Sadiqim, not about Benanim. So someone once said to Rabbi Sheistab, he said, you know, I can't follow the Tanya because the Alter Rebbe doesn't see eye to eye with the Baal Shem Tov. 
And the so Rabbi Shaystav said, "Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the Alter was a was a big chassid of the Baal Shem Tov. If he knew what the Baal Shem Tov, if anyone knew what the Baal Shem Tov meant, it was it was Alter Rabbi." So the Alter Rabbi is telling you what the Baal Shem Tov said to confront the challenge, to confront the evil. That is for a tzaddik, because if 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 you are drowning, you can't save yourself. You, 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 when you're in the when you're in jail, you can't free yourself. When you're in the when you're the one that's having the 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 not good thoughts, you can't you can't free yourself. You cannot battle it. But if you're a tzaddik, a tzaddik, his machshavazaris comes not from him. It comes from the other people around him. Their machshavazaris are coming into his head or whatever it is. So he's he's on dry land. If you're on dry land, then you could deal with the 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 six hundred pound gorilla. But if you're if, if, if you can't go into the cage with the six hundred pound gorilla, it, 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 it's not going to work. You're not going to win. You you you're going to make yourself filthy. If you if you fight with someone who's filthy, you're going to get filthy. So Al-Tabah says, no, stay away. You have struggling and davening. Don't be sad. Be happy. Why? Because since your, your davening is so precious, you're doing the right thing. And therefore, the side of evil, the evil inclination can't handle it. And it means if you're having distracting thoughts, it means that your davening is so good that the evil inclination has to come and, 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 and mess with you because, because you're being too good. So be happy. Don't let it in. Don't let it in. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. But don't be sad that you have distracting thoughts or negative thoughts or thoughts to do something wrong. But rather celebrate it. It means that my davening is so amazing that the Yitzhahara has to come and try to stop me because I'm being because I'm being so good. Making yourself good. It's keeping yourself from doing Right, but if you're if you're being distracted when you're dominating, yeah. so move on. Just move on. Oh, you're right. fine, but I'm just saying, but you're being distracted. Yeah, so if you're gonna think about it, you'll be even double distracted. Right. You'll be floundering. Just move right on. Yeah, someone gave advice. I, I don't think Rabbi Shaistab um um accepted it. He said if it works for you, fine. You know, I want to see what works for them, but like if it comes into your head, I have to pay the Write it down on the paper, pay the electric bill, and then move on. So uh, Rabbi Shaysav didn't even want to, like, you know, do that. But if that works for this individual person, then you know, then go right ahead. If that can, if that can free, if it, will that free the, free you from that thought, or will it just make it more strong now that you actually wrote it down? I don't know. So everyone's different. Depends on the person. Depends on the person. Um, but for example, someone who's who was an alcoholic, right? So. Uh, even if he's in recovery or whatever it is, it's been 20 years, but he always, um, you can't just say, deal with it. You know, here's a, a cup of wine, look at it and, and, and deal with it. You can't. You, there's some things that you have to, you, you, you have to um, um, know that I can't touch it. It's not like I could, it's not like I could, in 20 years from now, I'll be able to drink the wine in a healthy way. No, I cannot. I have to stay away from it. I have to completely stay away from it. So, so the same way when the evil, negative, distracting thought comes into your mind, we we don't have the tools. True, the truth is, and and Rabbi Shaisab says, which was all about last week's um, um, parsha, that that even in the vinegar, the vinegar comes from the wine. Every evil thing, every evil thought, if you 
if you go to the root of it, it's really Hashem, it's really godliness. So let's take this evil thought and say the reason why I want to go on vacation so badly is because really I want to connect to Hashem. And he says, because the truth is that every negative thought really does have a positive, positive at its core. But we don't have the tools to get there. We don't have the tools to fight with the 600-pound gorilla. We don't have the tools. So therefore, don't touch it, ignore it, leave it alone. That's, that, that's the, the advice. And what should you do? Instead, instead of fighting the instead of fighting the evil, work on trusting Hashem in your daily life. Work on connecting to Hashem, and then once you, you see, once you get connected, once you get connected, then it will be, then it will be um um the way to, the way to deal the way to deal with negativity is not to fight it with a stick. But rather, rather, it's, if you go to this parsha, be holy. Be holy. Do holy things. Do good things. Do things that are connected to Hashem. Start, meditate about Hashem's greatness. A distracting thought comes into your head. Instead of fighting with it, start thinking about that, that you're Hashem's treasure. Start thinking about Hashem's greatness. Do holy stuff. So it, rather than fighting with the evil, if a person is addicted, the person's addicted to, to any whatever it is that he's addicted to, and then he becomes and then he he becomes free of it, free of the obsession, and he realizes that he was what he was looking for in the addiction is what he found in his relationship with Hashem. But you can't tell a person who's, 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 who's still addicted, you know what, the truth is that you're really looking for Hashem. And therefore you're drinking wine because you just want to become numb of your pain and whatever it is to so just stop and just connect it to Hashem. It's not going to work that way because we don't have the, we're limited human beings. We're not limited, but we're unlimited human beings. And therefore it's, it's hard for us to, to, you need to give a person steps, actions. What should they do? So rather than fight with the, rather than fight with the addiction, learn some Taira, meditate on the greatness of Hashem, have a relationship with Hashem, and then it'll be easier to let go, to let go of, of, this, of this crazy desire for, for, for the addiction because you already filled the bucket with, with holiness, with a connection to Hashem. So therefore, automatically, you're able to, to let go of the, of the negativity, of the obsession. The obsession is removed. Right. I'm just going to say it's, it's more obsession than thoughts. Because it starts at thought, but you're going absolutely crazy. It turns into obsession, right? Because yeah. the 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 uh, the desire for the wine or the desire for the whatever it, whatever the addiction is will always be there. Yeah. The only thing that's going to be removed is the obsession for that thing. So if I replace, if I re I have to replace it with something else. If I if I if I if I if I if I'm learning, if I'm involved, if I'm doing good holy stuff, then the light will dispel the darkness. Um, and you know what even like even like doing the first step of, of believing in existence and in essence that itself is work it, it's it's work it's not like i know that you're saying everything is is true but to believe that to integrate that actually to merge it in immersion piece and itself is work absolutely okay i'm just Absolutely. And sometimes, back there. 
Yeah, and and absolutely. Sometimes a person is addicted, and you want to help them. You want them to go to, the, but but the the a person has to be ready for the therapy. Yes, we open the therapy. Sometimes, um, uh, you know, you you can't force someone to go yeah. to therapy. They have to they have to come to the to to want to change, and they want to be helped. If they're not open to being helped or to change, then nothing's gonna then nothing's gonna work. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. So I I I just think that it's a um it's an incredible theme. We learned this in the previous chapters of Tanya, chapter six, seven, and eight. Chapter six was how to deal with the evil within. Chapter seven and eight is how to deal with the evil within the world. So here we're talking about you have evil within. You have an evil thought inside of you. How should you deal with it? And then chapter seven and eight we spoke about there's two types of of evil or klipa, or a shell, or something that's not apparent. Its holiness is not apparent. There's klipa snaiga, which is the holiness is not apparent. And then there's gimel klipa satmeis, which is that it's it's tied down, it's forbidden, and it's tied down. For example, a ham sandwich. So in this world, in this world, we don't have the tools to fight with the ham sandwich. I could take the lemonade, Lemonade is klipas is klipas naika. Lemonade, when I look at the lemonade, I don't see Hashem apparent. If I make a blessing, then I elevated the lemonade and I made the lemonade holy. That's klipas naika. That we could do. You see, what did I say? I can make it holy. Be holy. That, that you, you want to know how to live your life? You want to know this? Look at the Chumash. You want to know, you want to do? Take klipas naika. Take klipas naiga and be some kedushim. Make the lemonade holy, but then there are things. Then there are things that, like a ham sandwich, or things that are forbidden. Those are gimel klipas atmeis. Those things are are tied down. They're aster. Aster means tied down. Mutar means released, and and aster means it's tied down. It's tied down to the to to. To evil, and maybe it's source when Mashiach comes, it will be kosher. But I, and when Mashiach comes, Hashem said He's going to. Re- Hashem says He will remove the evil from the world. It's not going to be us, unless a person is a balchuva and his sins become merits, and he's able to, which is a very very high level, the level of a balchuva. That is a, only a balchuva could take the ham sandwich and elevate it. But for the rest of us, for the rest of us, be some kedushim. Deal with holy, pure, good stuff. Don't fight with the darkness. Don't don't make yourself dirty. Don't make yourself filthy. You have an evil thought. You have a negative thought. Ignore it. Ignore it. And put more concentration into your davening. Think about the greatness of Hashem. That's what you should do. Step one. Step one is v'isem kedoshim. Don't touch it. If it's forbidden, if it's evil, if it's, if, if it's forbidden and it's evil, don't fight against it. Rather, put more effort, do more holy stuff, find other ways to connect to Hashem, learn more, do more, connect more, holy stuff, elevate whatever you can. Don't bother fighting with the, with the evil. Now, the altar continues and he says, if it doesn't work, you're having thoughts that are negative, that are evil, and you're trying as hard as you can to ignore it. But no matter what you do, those thoughts won't go away. And you you just can't you just can't you you can't you can't deal. What should you do? So 
step one or, or the, the first the um the the best case the, the 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 best thing that you could do is be holy and don't don't ignore it if you and and the best thing is to ignore it but if that doesn't work for whatever reason then you have to go to plan b plan a is ignore it and be holy plan b is make yourself humble and ask hashem for his mercy and tell hashem my soul is part of you. I am your child. And therefore have pity on my soul and get rid of this, these negative thoughts. And as I'm reading this, I'm saying, this is, this is Amstagula. I'm your treasure. I'm your treasure. Plan A, okay, it's a, a different order, but this was the aha moment. The, you know, you take a parak of Tanya, it's all about davening, distracting thoughts. What's the connection to, 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 to the parsha? But it's so clear. Plan A, if plan A is be ho be holy, be holy, ignore it, don't fight with it, don't 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 make yourself, don't get your hands dirty. And plan B, if that doesn't work, then go back to go back to your core, go back to your core. Not that the order is reversed, but go to your core. You see, from Hashem's perspective is from Hashem's perspective, Hashem is up here and we're down here, so to speak. So from Hashem's perspective, first he sees the, the treasure. First he sees our core. And then after that is how we are in this world. But we are looking down up. So for us, our order is first be some Kedashim. First try to ignore it and be holy. If that doesn't work, then go a step up. For us, the order is reversed. Go step up and say, Hashem, I am your most cherished, valuable treasure that's locked up in your vault. And I'm one with you. And therefore, have pity on me. Have pity on me and remove these thoughts so, so that so that I could I, 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 I could be connected to you. Not because I want to have a good evening, but, but because just have mercy on my soul. Have mercy on yourself because I'm one with you. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> 156. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. That's amazing.